0: And welcome, my friends, to the Daily Gator Daily Thought Podcast, the resurrected edition. (laughs) I'm not going to say the redeemed edition, uh, but a lot of personal things have uh, eaten my time and my energy the past two, maybe two and a half, three weeks. Uh, I'm not going to get into them right now. Some are personal, losing a friend, uh, who, someone I thought was a friend, uh... Uh, medical things with my, with my mother and with me and uh, just a lot of stuff that just uh, I didn't really have the energy to do very much uh, mental energy but anyway you know the left they keep pushing these things and they make me crazy and eventually i want to break out and uh, well I'm going to stories like this what does justice mean to you? We know the left has perverted justice. We have social justice, economic justice, uh, gender justice, environmental justice, this justice, that justice, blah, 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 justice, justice, justice. Well, apparently there's a new type of justice. And this may be the most crazy justice definition I've ever heard. Uh, moon battery, The uh, this headline caught my eye yesterday on the 13th. And the headline reads thus lesbian speed dating denounced now who do you thinks denouncing lesbian speed dating slow lesbians they can't keep up maybe (laughs) I know I I should have been a stand-up comic Uh, no not them so who's who's denouncing lesbian speed date I mean if lesbians want a speed date what the hell but anywhere here's a story from uh, Dave Blunt of Moon Battery. The progressive quest for ultimate depravity never ends uh, because each new milestone makes it possible to envision new extremes of moral derangement. Already we have reached the point where lesbians are guardians of relative sanity and wholesomeness. So now the latest people under attack by the gender justice warriors, the gender fluid people, the gender doesn't mean a damn thing. Gender, you just make it up as you go along, that crowd. Uh, they're big mad at the lesbians. And uh, I know I really shouldn't put it this way, but apparently they want to put a licking on the lesbians. I know. I'll hear, from, I'll hear from Ralph Reed or somebody from the overly socially conservative people. But a lesbian speed dating event is at the center of a transphobia row. And those are the best rows I've heard is a transphobia row. Um, after the organizer insisted that only adult human females could attend, In other words, lesbians are women. Women are women. And women who are lesbians are women who are lesbians. So therefore, no men, okay, no men can go to a lesbian speed dating event because lesbians like lesbians. Amazing, isn't it? Like lesbians are women attracted to women. Uh Pretty simple, and no guys allowed. But no, nothing's simple today, my friends. Ginny Watson, who runs the weekly London events, apparently every week in London, if you're a lesbian and you like speed dating, get to London every week they have one of these. Uh, but Ginny Watson, who runs this weekly London event, responded on her website to cross-dressing men. Who demanded to take part in lesbian speed dating. So if you're a guy and you're a cross-dresser or not, it doesn't matter. I guess if you're a guy, you would like lesbians and you're not really gay, are you? You're not a lesbian. You're a guy. You're heterosexual. So why can't you just go to a speed dating event where there's women who like guys... Maybe they even like guys who dress up like women sometimes. I don't know what you kinky freaks do. That's your business on your own time, damn it. But it seems a simple, simple solution. These people, these lesbians, want to have speed dating events. They don't want guys to be there. Uh, they ask you not to come. Don't come. Respect their privacy. Respect their wishes. And respect some boundaries. Is that hard, people? Apparently uh here's what Jenny. oh this line come up is a hall of famer uh jenny watson again who runs this weekly lesbian speed dating thing in london england uh said this if if you're male please refrain from coming to the events you are not lesbian she wrote they're not lesbian men are not lesbians Well, the word lesbian has a definition, and yeah, it's women who dig women. So, makes sense what she said, doesn't it? In a sane world, you would say yes. Uh, Now Mrs. Watson has stepped in it, as Dave Blunt notes. LGBT activists accused her of being transphobic for saying that lesbians don't have that's right. The word starts with a P. That's right. Uh, lesbians don't have penises. Here we go into this uh, bio- biological gender thing. And the left loses their minds. But here's apparently the, the straw that broke the camel's back. Apparently was uh, Miss, Miss uh, Jenny Watson complained. If you're male, please refrain from becoming the adventure. You're not a lesbian. Miss Watson told the Daily Mail... On Sunday, last year, a person turned up sporting a purple latex outfit and an erection. Yeah, that's definitely out at the lesbian events, okay? Lesbians can't do that. They don't have the right equipment. It's biology. And that, you know, two years ago, three years ago, if someone said there will be a serious news story uh, about this, uh, you would have laughed. You said, no way. Uh, J.K. Rowling won't be the last turf to get canceled or erased. Member, she was the one that has defended women being women. That women are a gender. And it's not fluid. Men can't be women. Women can't be men. And she actually got erased. J.K. Rowling wrote the books, Harry Potter, the series of books. He's made a lot of money off of that. But she's actually been cancelled from a museum of uh, Harry Potter. Somewhere, I forget where it was. How do you erase and not mention the creator of the series, Harry Potter? With uh, How do you do that and have any way to pay true homage to uh, homage, not homage, okay? Language, language nerds. Uh, it's, been, uh, it's been that way my whole life. You're paying homage to somebody, not homage. Okay? Then the language police came around, probably wearing purple latex outfit with erections when they did it. I don't know, but uh, it's it's just, it's just as Abe Blunt puts it, in the near future, pink-haired LGBT freakazoids with surgically installed artificial genitalia will be set upon for resisting the perversions of weirdos still more grotesque. Maybe that's what we need. We need a surgery where you can have both you know male and female. Just hit a switch or something. I don't know. Why not? So there you go. Please, if you're a male and you're wearing purple latex and you have a, a witty, a chubby. A hard-on. You know what I'm talking about. Don't go to lesbian speed dating events in London. Can you do that, please? Is it that hard, people? Now, let's talk about China. You know, home of viruses that kill a lot of people uh, and affect presidential elections. Did I just accuse the the Chinese government of something really bad to punish Trump and punish America and get a weak, vacillating... Uh, mentally insufficient president installed. Did I just do that? I think I did. But here's a headline from Daniel Greenfield. China recruits BLM, that's Black Lives Matter, uh, to protest for slavery. So now the uh, BLM apparently is being hired by Chinese communists to endorse slavery. Of course, BLM is a very Marxist organization. It may have scrubbed its websites uh, of the original messaging there about destroying a nuclear family, about embracing uh, Marxism. Uh, but we, we remember, my friends, we remember. <clears throat> and uh, let's get into this. Again, by Daniel Greenfield. Remember how Russia supposedly elected Trump only the television on using only the television ad budget of a failed congressional race in Amish country. The Senate Intelligence Report actually found that most of the videos put up uh, put up by Moscow pertain to police brutality and the activist efforts of the Black Lives Matter organization. The Russians had created their own Black Lives Matter groups, activists, and protests. Their favorite black Russian hate groups included Marxists, who, under their gender non conforming leader, marched to Atlanta shouting, Kill the police to get free. You've got to kill the pigs. Not to be outdone, the People's Republic of China decided to join the fund by paying black nationalists, again, thugs. Anti-American, anti-liberty, anti-personal choice, thugs, nationalists who organize rallies against a ban on solar panels produced by its slave laborers. China loves, loves, loves slave laborers. They love it. Isn't it odd that the country that ended slavery on its own and has since that time been fighting for actual equality, the left hates that country, America. But they embrace openly uh, communist and brutal Marxist nations like China. I mean, child labor, uh, Uyghur Muslims arrested and thrown into concentration camps. Excuse me, re-education camps. The brutal COVID lock-ins where they basically, the Chinese government, would lock people in their homes. Because COVID... BLM, big buddies with the Chinese. That's amazing, isn't it? Not really, because BLM again is a Marxist organization. At least two known protests were organized in Washington, D.C. where a crowd waved signs outside the White House with terrible slogans like, Solar panels are painless. Uh, Leave them alone. And I'm getting heated. Leave my solar panels alone coverage of a previous rally by an alleged Chinese propaganda outlet claimed that except for caucasians, you know those damn white people, other races are restricted by law in terms of rights and they and they even do not have the right to participate in politics. Again, propaganda from the left. Marxist are experts at propaganda. The organizer of the first rally has since been identified as Imani Widge Wright, uh, a black nationalist activist who told CNN that he was hired through a gig work site to set up a flash mob. They should have just called it a mob because that's what it is. The organizer of the second rally is unknown, but a photo displayed on Chinese propaganda sites featured a woman holding up signs related to the socialist worker organization, it's unknown if the British leftist group actually took part in the solar panel protest in Washington, D.C. While the Chinese effort to recruit Black Lives Matter to its cause may seem more amateurish than the Russians, Beijing is slowly picking up on the vocabulary of wokeness. Chinese propaganda covers of its own protests claim that anti-racist educators link racism and white privilege, insisting that they are essentially intertwined concepts as long as there is any form of racism. A certain form of white privilege will work, and that before advocating global peace and democracy, the U.S. should resolve its domestic conflicts and protect people's livelihood rather than go barehanded on the world stage. That was big of the People's Republic of China Greenfield Right, which had responded to the outbreak of the Wuhan virus uh, by blaming it on African workers and expelling them from hotels and housing to stop the disease. Then there was a time that communist state television decided to celebrate its relationship with black people by having a Chinese woman in blackface yeah actually blackface with a fruit basket on her head. Were they trying to be more racist? Is this like parody to, the, to communist Chinese? with a fruit basket on her head accompanied by a monkey shouting, I love Chinese people, I love China. You know, those communists, they're not racist at all, are they? Actually, they hate everybody. And this was Chinese state television actively trying not to be racist. They should write a book. How to really try hard not to be racist, but be a complete racist jackass. Uh, The Chinese communist dictatorship obviously doesn't have any respect for its useful idiots. But this latest revelation is a reminder that black nationalism remains a dangerous fifth column. There had already been evidence of collusion between Chinese front groups and BLM activists during the race riots of 2020. The race riots, you know, where they they burnt and destroyed billions and billions of dollars, killed people, destroyed a lot of businesses, including a lot of black jobs and businesses in the name of protesting racism. Mostly peaceful, of course. Uh, But here the communist dictatorship appeared to be recruiting black activists to explicitly campaign for its own economic goals inside the U.S. of A. In 2020, Black Lives Matter riots inflicted the worst enemy assault on American cities since 9-11. It's not surprising that on seeing the handiwork of the racist domestic terrorist movement, that China is interested in being in the BLM business. Chinese propaganda outlets have amplified and tried to incite racial conflict after police shootings. Uh, Xinhao, a state propaganda outlet, has tweeted off the racist BLM hashtag and showed up to interview people in hotspots. Chinese diplomats practicing confrontational, quote, wolf warrior diplomacy have used slogans such as, see if this rings a bell, I can't breathe, And accused America of racism. Uh, This follows an extended history of alliances between Maoists and black nationalists. When Robert F. Williams fled the United States, he headed to Castro's Cuba, then to China, where he wrote and dispatched his propaganda to the United States. In China, Williams tried uh, to form ties between the Nation of Islam, another hate group, and a communist regime for a joint campaign to overthrow America. Let me thank our great leader and teacher, the architect of people's warfare, Chairman Mao Tung, for his great and inspiring statement in support of our struggle. And to our great Chinese brothers, true revolutionaries throughout the world, we, uh, we revolutionary Afro-Americans vow that we shall take the torch of freedom and justice into the streets of racist America, and we shall set the last great stronghold of Yankee imperialism ablaze with a battle cry of black power. Williams, who was remembered as a civil rights leader, had declared, Now, notice this uh, this thug. Williams praised the architect of people's warfare and great leader and teacher, Chairman Mao Zedong. It's a quick question for you kids. Pop quiz. Yes, there will be tests. Who is the greatest mass murderer in history? Mao Zedong. Uh, to be honest, they don't even know how many, 50, 60, 70 million. Stalin was an evil bastard. Hitler was an evil bastard. Together, those two bastards, and throwing Paul Pot, and Castro, and Chavez, throw them all in uh, with it, they didn't kill as many people as Mao killed. Think about that. Tens and tens and tens and tens of millions of people worked, starved to death. Uh, Communism's the greatest evil that's ever walked this earth. It still is. And Black Lives Matter, again, is right in bed with them. They always are. Everything on the left is interconnected. And whether they say, it's is it Marxism? Is it Stalinism? Is it Leninism? Is it Socialism or Communism? It's all the same. You're talking about, uh, say, a pack of rabid dogs was chasing you through the woods. It wouldn't matter which dog got you first. They're all the same. Evil. And that's what Daniel Greenfield is writing about that here. Um, Communist China also welcomed a Black Panther delegation led by domestic terrorist Huey P. Newton, cold-blooded murderer, uh, who said, What I experienced in China was a sensation of freedom. Again, China, under Mao, that killed the most people of any country has ever killed. And it ain't close. It really ain't. And Huey P. Newton, Black Panther domestic terrorist piece of trash may he burn in hell forever and he will he praised Mao and you think Black Lives Matter cares about anything but their own power and foisting their own evil uh, desires upon everybody's head and forcing everybody into slavery to the state whether you call it Maoism or Stalinism or whatever, it's all statism. It's all individualism crushed and destroyed by collectivism. And it's all evil. Uh, Please go read the whole piece by Daniel Greenfield. Um, Came out uh, five days ago on the 9th of August. The title is China Recruits BLM uh, to Protest for Slavery. Very fascinating piece. Very informative piece. Please go read it. And uh, then resolve to fight like hell, my friends, against communists. And remember that our Democratic Party, every year, gets a little more like openly communist people. Now here's one that will uh, will warm the cockles of your heart, I'm sure. It will give you the ultimate confidence. Uh, Colorado University, uh, University at uh, Colorado Boulder, Uh, their police force is going to stop referencing the race and, quote, perceived gender of unidentified suspects to be inclusive. Of course, that sounds like to me it would mean more bad people could do bad things and get away with it because the police will be accused of racism or sexism or this-ism, that-ism, some-ism somewhere. Uh, Because you, you won't be able to identify people by their skin color or their gender or anything else. In other words, let's handicap the police and not allow them to do their job as effectively. That's the way to fight crime according to the left. The training instructs officers on microaggressions, wording intent versus impact, and the importance of feedback. The Center for African and African American Studies and the College of Arts and Sciences uh, Sciences Office for Justice, Equity, and Inclusion collaborated with the CU Border Police Department to come up with this absolute lunacy. Emily Fowler writing for Campus Reform. Uh, The University of Colorado Boulder Police Department announced on July the 12th it is expanding its diversity, equity, and inclusion training yes the dreaded letters DEI which will include inclusive accurate language to describe suspects alerts language revisions are expected to include more accurate inclusive language accurate and inclusive I don't know how those two go together they should stop at accurate Because the way the left defines inclusive, you cannot give accurate information. You just can't. Uh, But accurate inclusive language around suspects' descriptions pertaining to race and ethnicity. That is from Patricia Gonzalez, who's director of CU Boulder's College of Arts and Sciences Office for Justice, Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion. Uh, Also known as JEDI. Nah, someone watched too much Star Wars as a kid. Uh, they told uh, CU Boulder today only behaviors are considered suspicious, and not the race, ethnicity, or perceived gender or religious affiliations. Okay, so someone's walking around campus hitting people with a hammer. Yes, them hitting people with a hammer is the bad thing. But it's not bad if the police use the identity, the race, gender, height, weight, what people are wearing. Uh, Somehow you're not supposed to tell that. Uh, That's discriminatory somehow. So they prefer people getting hit in the head with a hammer than people getting arrested for hitting people in the head with a hammer. Which will stop them from hitting people in the head with a hammer. Uh, CU Boulder Center for African and African American Studies, uh, known as the CAAS, and JEDI collaborated to implement language changes to be used in the police department's future emergency communications, according to CU Boulder today. Campus Reform contacted uh, Gonzalez to inquire if the language changes could lead to a less accurate description of the suspect. Uh, Campus reform also asked for examples of common non-inclusive language that is frequently used by cops and should be, uh, and what should be said instead of those things. Uh, she was given 24-hour no res- uh, hours no response was received. Campus reform also asked Reland Rabaka, the CAAAS director and professor of African African American and Caribbean studies. The same questions Campus Reform gave him 24 hours to respond and got nada for it. Now, Olivia Doak, who is a daily camera reporter who covers stories about CU Boulder, explained the training in further detail. Police officers must be specific about the identity of the suspect if it's known rather than identifying them as having dark skin. So, in other words, again someone goes with a hammer they're going around campus they hit somebody in the back of the head with a hammer and they have dark skin you can't tell maybe they're black hispanic could be other races but you can't really define them as having dark skin that would be racist again why would that be racist that's a description of the person if they have dark skin if they have white light skin if they're an albino those things are important in identifying the suspect and hopefully stopping a violent spree. Wouldn't, it, wouldn't that make sense, my friends? Uh, if a no identity is known, then a training instructs officers not to make assumptions and to focus on other identifying traits, such as a type of car-driven or color and type of clothing. Doak wrote in The Daily Camera. Okay, if their clothing, their car, the color of their car, the make of their car, uh, a distinguishing feature about the car, the cl- color of their clothing, should be used, of course. Why not their skin color? See, it's this benefits criminals, not innocent people, not victims of criminals, not police who are trying to arrest criminals and protect people. Uh, Rabaka told CU Boulder today he has had many conversations with CU Boulder police about a number of important issues impacting various black, indigenous and other people of color on the CU Boulder campus. Uh, We both, that is Rabaka and CUPD uh, Chief Doreen Jokerst believe CUPD has a pivotal role to play not simply in keeping CU safe and secure but in helping diverse and often excluded campus community members feel seen and heard and most of all welcomed and wanted at CU. Uh, gibberish? I think that's just gibberish. That's mealy mouth gibberish right there. <clears throat> the job of police ultimately is to stop criminals from committing crimes and finding those who have committed crimes, arresting them, and then turning over to the legal system so they can be tried. And if convicted, punished with some type of sentence. Fine, wherever the case. Uh, they're not supposed to be uh, afraid to identify someone by their skin color. Again, ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous. And again, this will lead to nothing good. And it never has and never will. But that's not the point. <clears throat> And now, my friends, now we have this. This is the uh, final story. From Legal Insurrection, Mike Lachance wrote this uh, from a few days ago, actually August the 9th. Washington and Lee University, which is uh, not far from me in Lexington, Virginia, has canceled Robert E. Lee no Robert E Lee's horse they've also largely canceled his uh his crypt uh, i think they've taken all the confederate battle flags which were authentic uh flags from his army the army of north virginia i think they've taken all of them down uh, that were kind of uh, fixed fixed around his uh the monument to the marble man uh, beautiful sculpture of lee lying in repose so they've taken those down they've already started whitewashing lee out of the picture i'm sure they'll take the washington lee i'm sure they're both marked to be taken down by the left but you're going after traveler now the man's horse what the hell did the horse do he's a horse he was a horse Traveler up in heaven, you deserve better, my friend. Say hi to Secretariat for me, by the way. Uh, But here it is again from uh, from Legal Insurrection. Washington Lee University cancels Robert E. Lee's horse. The last home of Traveler. Through war and peace, the faithful, devoted, and beloved horse of General Robert E. Lee. There was a plaque that said that about Traveler. And uh, if you go to, also in Lexington, there's VMI, Village... Virginia Military Institute, Little Sorrel, which was the horse of Stonewall Jackson, they actually uh, have him stuffed. And you can see uh, Little Sorrel as he was in life. Uh, I assume they haven't taken Little Sorrel out yet, but I'm sure the, you cancel one horse, you got to cancel them all. The Lord knows what they're going to do to Nathan Bedford Forrest's horse. Because the, the thing with Forrest was uh whether true or not he was said to have had 29 horses killed from he was riding in battle 29 horses shot out from under him but he had one up because he had killed 30 yankees with his own hands whether that was true or not i guess they'll they'll go after any reference to that horse too these people never stop they're parasites they literally are parasites and yet people keep giving in to them and they never go away they just come out come up and and want more things they want to erase all of history how determined to erase history do you have to be to go after a man's horse lechance asks the college fix reported that uh, washington lee university removes a plaque honoring robert e lee's horse again traveler the horse which served confederate general robert e. lee has long been a fixture of campus culture at Washington Lee University as a famous steed, known for his courage and stamina, is buried on campus. But Traveler's Confederate connections recently led university officials to remove two markers erected in his honor, his gravestone as well as a plaque honoring the beloved companion. Uh, the decision prompted anger and concern from some alumni and students, the intelligent ones, Uh, Traveler served Lee both during the war and afterwards when the ex-general became president of then Washington College. Lee was president from 1865 until his death in 1870. Uh, Traveler died a few months after that. The university replaced one marker, which is Traveler's Gravestone, with a version omitting the original references to Lee and to the United Orders of the Confederacy. United Daughters of the Confederacy is basically a bunch of older women, mainly older women. Uh, they do really evil stuff, like they, uh, they, they take care of Confederate soldiers' graves, uh, clean the headstones, make sure they're kept in good order, things like that. They go and talk about history. Uh, they serve at uh, different functions, commemorating different war between the states battles. Really a bunch of bad old ladies. I mean, taking care of soldiers' graves. How dare they? And they've long been a target for the left, too. Um, the decision prompted anger and concern from some, as I already told you, the University replaced a marker, the gravestone of Traveler, with a version omitting the original references to Lee and to the United Daughters of the Confederacy. Why? You know, when I grew up, when I was a kid, when I first got interested in the war in the United States, I was nine. And all through most of my life, Lee has been a revered figure. And he's been a figure that commanded respect. And yes, some historians have come out and and printed some BS about the man, smearing him. Uh, And we know what woke people do. They destroy everything. But they've apparently tarnished the man's legacy Uh, so that he is now considered a pariah, which is truly disturbing and despicable, quite frankly. In a July 16th response to community concerns, community concerns, what does that mean? Does that mean one malcontent complaint? A university official said they would also replace the plaque they stripped from a campus building Which had, noticed tra- which had noted Traveler's last home and was a visible part of the campus environment. As of August the 7th, the plaque is yet to be replaced. It's probably been thrown down the memory hole and uh, will never be seen again. The original marker stated the last home of Traveler. Through War and Peace, the faithful, devoted, and beloved horse of General Robert E. Lee, placed by the Virginia Division United Orders of the Confederacy. The modifications followed a June 21st decision by the small private liberal arts college to retain its name while further distancing itself from the Confederacy. Robert E. Lee served very well as the head of of Washington University. That's why they later added Washington and Lee. Uh, And he made some very positive changes. He, again, did positive things. Just like he did many positive things after the war to uh, bring reunification to the country and a spirit of reunion to the country. He thought it was one of the most important things he could do. One of the things that he and Grant definitely agreed upon. And many Confederate ex-Confederate generals felt the same way. Nobody fought harder in New Orleans, for instance, than General Beauregard, who's already been canceled, a a monument of him in New Orleans. But he was probably the leading ex-Confederate to fight for civil rights for black people after the war. (laughs) Lee did the same thing. So, Mo Jackson, he died during the war, obviously. He founded a Sunday school to teach blacks to read, which, by the way, was against the laws of Virginia. And for for decades and decades they had a stained glass commemorating what Jackson did for that church. Now that has to go too. The left is using this to destroy. Not unite, not heal, to destroy. And I wish more people knew that. And, And for some unexplained reason, so many Republicans have lost their ...have lost their cojones, let's say, in this fight. They've decided somehow that throwing actual history of the war between the states away and surrendering it will appease the left and the left will be nice to us. The left is never going to be nice to the right because the left lows the right in, in terms you can't even imagine... They want to destroy you. They want to bury you. Get the image of Khrushchev, the former premier of the Soviet Union, banging his uh, banging his shoe on the uh, table. Remember Stalin? Remember all the evil Soviets? Communists hate America. And the left in this country is closely aligned with communism. The the people aligned may not be smart enough to figure out they're actually pushing communism, but they are. It's a very sad day when you have to go and watch people who know better throw our history away to appease parasites like the former head of, uh, I guess, the History Department at uh, the U.S. Military Academy up in New York. Ty Sedgely, what a disgrace that man is. He's an obsessed leftist who loathes everything Confederate. He's one of the leading people saying that the, the reconciliation monument, where several hundred Confederate soldiers are buried in Arlington, should be taken down. Again, reconciliation, reunification, reunite, those things he doesn't want. He wants to destroy all Southern heritage, Confederate heritage. I'm sorry. I'm never turning my back on my family who fought for the Confederacy. And if you don't like that they did, as far as I'm concerned, I'm cool with you. You're cool with me. I gladly let you buy me lunch anytime and a cold beer. But uh, And vice versa, of course. Uh, but if you're going to trash my ancestors and lie about their history, and call them traitors and pretend the war was fought only to free slaves and you're, for, you're going to forget about the states that seceded only because Lincoln called for troops to force these seven original Confederate states back as a point of bayonet into the union that's why Virginia, Tennessee, North Carolina, Arkansas read why? read their governor's letters to Lincoln calling for troops to subjugate the, the seceded southern states Those states had voted not to secede. They changed that after Lincoln called for troops. That was a bridge too far for them. At that point, they said, we don't want to be part of this union anymore. And you want to talk about union or uh, secession as a right to states under the Constitution? Good conversation to have. But I got to tell you, folks, we're letting our history be eradicated It's harder and harder to find an honest presentation of history anymore. Things that would have never been said 20 years ago are said with regularity today. Every hero, especially military and political, in this country, doesn't matter, the 54th Massachusetts, the free blacks that fought for the Union, and you can bet your ass they were fighting in slavery, that's absolutely correct, Their monument was destroyed by BLM protesters. So there's no difference here. It's the history of America they're trying to destroy. Not the history of the Confederacy. Not the history of the founding. The history of all of it. And these people are our mortal enemies. Understand that. And that, my friends, is it for me. I've gone longer than I meant to again, but there you go. Once my jaws start flapping, this never stops. And uh, again, sorry for the uh, the the pause in podcasting. I'll talk more more about the personal things. Uh, there were several of them. Several different. I felt like I was under siege for a while there. Uh, but uh, and it's always close. Uh, it's always tough to lose a close friend. Uh, and I'll may or may not talk about that. But uh, God bless y'all. I'm back. I will do one of these tomorrow, if at all possible. Um, I have more responsibilities now with my mother, so I may be called away or have more doctor's appointments to go to, etc., etc. Anyway, thank you for listening. God bless you. If you're left, you just ain't right. God bless America. Go Gators. We'll talk to you tomorrow, my friends. Be good to each other. Be nice. And if you see me out somewhere, buy me a beer a good beer none of that bud light stuff none of that chorus light none of the none of that Miller light and, 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 and definitely no Pabst blue ribbon that's a fighting beer you offer to buy me one of those there's gonna be a fight I'm just telling you God bless y'all my friends be good take care of yourselves uh, keep it between the ditches and remember God loves you I'm not too sure about you, but God loves you. Y'all be good and stay away from those lesbian speed dating. You never know when some guy wearing a purple outfit's going to, you know, get excited and try to rub up against you or something, bunch of perverts. Peace out, you freaks.